Welcome, you're listening to The Baker's Notebook, a podcast about home baking. I'm Stacy, a mom of two, and I enjoy baking with my kids when I'm not teaching biochemistry lab. And I'm Mia, a romance author and home baker. We're two longtime friends who met and bonded over the perfect apple pie. Bake along with us as we find new recipes to try. Listen as we compare notes about our successes and inevitable failures in the kitchen. Learn along with us as we become better home bakers, one delicious recipe at a time. This week, we're baking extra flaky scallion pancakes from J. Kenji Lopez-Alt. Bake along with us. So Stacey, what are we making this week? This week, we're doing extra flaky scallion pancakes by J. Kenji Lopez-Alt. Uh, He goes by Kenji Lopez-Alt. And I chose this recipe because I like scallion pancakes, although I haven't had it very often. I think I had it once at a restaurant. And the first time I ever had it was actually at the farmer's market in Westwood Mm -hmm. from like a food vendor there. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed it. And it's not something that I often get to eat. And I, I like them. And I really like Kenji Lopez Alt. So when I saw <laughs> is, is he your food crush? <laughs> he is. He is my total food crush. He is a big nerd, I think I can safely say. He he went to MIT to major in, and majored in architecture. Mm-hmm. So this is not a traditional chef, you know, who's who uh whose path he 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 took a different path to get to mm-hmm. where he is. Mm-hmm. And he is half Japanese and Kenji is just such a classic Japanese uh, name. I have a great uncle Kenji and he, the, the reason why it's Lopez alt is when he got married, his last name is alt. And when he got married, his wife's name, last name is Lopez. And so what they did was they combined their last names and created Lopez Alt for both of them to have, which I just mm-hmm. thought was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah. Because usually oftentimes the hyphenated name is only taken by the woman and mm-hmm. not the man. And this was, nope, they're a united front. Uh, and so I also thought that was really neat. And he has this book, uh, Food Lab, and it is an amazing book. And it's huge. It's I actually, huge. <laughs> it's very heavy. It's I have very a funny big. story about it. I tried. I I reserved it at the library. Yeah, <laughs> and it took a few weeks to come in because you know it's it's a popular cookbook. And when it was finally my turn, I was like, "Oh, I'm here to pick up my hold." It's it's the food lab by Kenji Lopez Alt. And this woman looked at me, and she came. She went into the back room, and she was like a long time, and then she came out. <laughs> And she she brought it out on a cart. <laughs> <laughs> Just that book. Just the yeah. one book on she the cart. She was like, here you go. <laughs> and did you need a cart to get it to your car? You it's- know, they, they didn't offer the cart to me. So I had to carry that big old honking book out myself. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's quite the book. And it, it's great. And he is one of the uh, main editors at Serious Eats. And... What he does is it's very scientific and he comes from a line of scientists and he does things like I, I enjoy 
cooking sous vide, which is in a water bath. And it's Mm -hmm. sort of a method of slow cooking. And he will take things like he will take a steak and say, okay, this is a one inch cut steak. They're all exactly the same size. I'm going to sous vide them at different temperatures. So I'll do one at, you know, 125, 130, 135, 140. And he does them for the same amount of time, but at all these different temperatures, then takes them out, shows you how much liquid was lost from (laughs) the meat, uh, shows you how rare or well done it is, and analyzes it in these increments and then says, you know, his preference is this, but if you like that, you know, if you like it more rare, go with this. If you like it more well done, go with this. And it's fascinating (laughs) to me because I find that kind of thing really interesting and also really reliable. So Mm -hmm. whenever I am going to go sue me something, the first thing I do is look to him Mm -hmm. and see, and let me just tell you the best Thanksgiving turkey was because of him. We had a very small Thanksgiving and I did his sous vide turkey breasts with crispy skin mm-hmm. and it was incredible. And so I'm just a huge fan, huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge fan of his. And so when I saw this scallion pancake recipe, I said, we have to do it for the show because it's scallion pancakes and it's Kenji. So it's two it's, things it's I love. Two things you love. <laughs> It was meant to be. It was meant to be. And I love I love scallion pancakes, so I'm on board. Yes. <laughs> I've had I think I've had more scallion pancakes than you. I used to work in the San Gabriel Valley. There's a huge population of different Asian communities. And there are tons of restaurants that serve um scallion pancakes and dumplings and things like that. And I remember just going out with coworkers and friends and having scallion pancakes. And they're just so delicious. And it's such a great food to share. Um, We're not baking them. They're cooked on a griddle. They're crispy. They're tasty. They have, you know, like little burnt bits of onion inside. And there's always a delicious sauce to go with it. Um, So I was super excited to make these. I haven't made them in a really long time. And I, I remember the time that I had made them. Like they were okay, but they weren't great. So I wanted to know what Mr. Kenji had in store for us. Yeah, so I this is the first time I've ever made these. I never attempted to make them before. And for those of you who've never made them, you know, they're called scallion pancakes, but it's not a tradition it's not a pancake recipe by any means. I was thinking that it was going to be like uh, an okonomiyaki recipe, the the Japanese pancakes, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not. Cuz I was you thinking mean like you mean like a loose batter, like crepes or yeah, something, Yeah, where right? you pour yeah. it on. Like, because for the okonomiyaki, it's like you take all the cabbage and it's there. And then you almost like pour on the batter and it makes mm-hmm. like a pancake. And so I, for some reason in my head, that's what I thought, how I thought scallion pancakes were made. That's not how they're made at all. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you make a dough. You make a dough with water and uh, boiling water and flour. And yeah, so, I, you know, I saw that this method once before this is a cool method here can you talk about it yeah so you do it in your food processor so you put the flour in your food processor and have it running and then drizzle the water into that so it's about three quarters a cup of boiling water and just keep it running for about 15 seconds and if it doesn't come together then drizzle a little bit more up to a cup of that boiling water and once it comes together 
take it out, put it on your floured work surface and knead it a few times until it forms a smooth ball. And then you let it rest for the gluten to uh, fully sort of gel and develop. And mm -hmm. you let it rest for 30 minutes at room temperature. Or he actually says up to overnight in the fridge. Mm -hmm. I did mine at room temperature for 30 minutes because Same, yeah, yeah. we wanted it for lunch. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's really cool because it's a super smooth dough and the heat mm -hmm. from the water like starts to cook the flour. Yeah. And it makes it so that it absorbs it like so readily um, and it gives it it's going to give it a better stretch later. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually very interesting because one of our favorite great British Bake Off bakers, Nadia, has on her show talked about how boiling water in bread recipes help so much to give it the moistness and the stretch. So mm -hmm. here we see it being utilized in this concept. And mm -hmm. then what you're going to do is you divide the dough into four pieces and then you roll it out into about eight inch uh, circle. And then you're going to paint oil onto it. And this fascinated me. But then when I started thinking about it, I'm like, this is how he's getting that extra flakiness. It's almost like you're making a laminated dough. Exactly. Except yeah. instead of it being a butter block, you're you're brushing oil. Sesame right? oil. So, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly the same method on a different in a, with different ingredients. With different ingredients and a slightly different style, right? Because normally you want the dough to be at, kind of more room temperature and the, and the butter to be at, Cold, at the same. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, but so you roll it out and then you brush the sesame oil and then you roll like almost jelly roll it. So you don't fold it the way that you do um, other laminated doughs, but you you jelly roll it and then you twist it like a snail. Mm -hmm. And then you take your hand and crush it. <laughs> Like, until it's flat again. Until yeah. it's flat again. And roll it out again to the eight inch disc again, paint it again with another layer of sesame oil. But this time, before you roll it, you're going to sprinkle on your scallions. And I don't know if this is a normal amount of scallions, but it's a half cup per pancake. Yeah. Which it's quite I thought a it was bit. a lot. Yeah, that was <laughs> odd. I was like, this much? Are you sure, Kenji? Like, this is a lot. <laughs> it felt like a lot to me. Yeah, and... it was kind of goofy. Like, it was like a goofy amount. <laughs> okay, was this is a misprint. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> and uh, I do think it would have been better had I cut my... He does write finely chopped, I think, or finely sliced scallion greens. And so... Uh, I used, or thinly, thinly sliced scallion greens. I used green onions, which are mm -hmm. wider uh, than scallions, right? Are they? I, I thought yeah. they were the same thing. They're not? No, scallions technically, I think, are, are usually, like, skinnier. Oh. Like, yeah, if you see them, I think. Or am I thinking of chives? No, never mind. I'm confused. I'm thinking of chives. Chives are skinnier. Maybe okay. Scallions and green onions, I think, are the same, right? So, but I don't think I chopped mine as thinly as kenji would have wanted just yeah just, i have that feeling 
And you know, I wonder if it should have just been like the very tender parts of a green onion because I cut the whole thing. I just cut off the root and then I cut the whole thing thinly, but it it felt like the white parts were a little bit too hard for this. Like yeah, it kept, I don't it kept tearing the dough. I don't think you're supposed to use the whites cuz it does okay. say greens. Scallion it, greens. It does. It does. <laughs> Darn it. I didn't see that. All right. So you cut so, it really, really, really thinly. <laughs> so you should try to cut it thinly. Um, just the tender green And part. just the greens. And you can go ahead and put the whites in a cup of water and they'll keep growing for you. Um, and then you roll it up again. Jelly roll it. Uh, but it's I found it difficult to jelly roll mm -hmm. it with all mm -hmm. those scallions in there yeah this snail was not as cute as the other snail <laughs> i had like scallions like popping out like and i'm like yeah. okay i'm gonna just keep doing this um make your snail uh squish it <laughs> and then roll it out uh, roll yeah. it out but this time it's a seven inch disc so mm -hmm. it's a little bit thicker i think because of the scallions that are now in there mm -hmm. and then you basically fry it in a skillet mm -hmm. and it's did delicious. you use the amount of oil that he recommended it's a quarter cup i for... didn't measure my a... oil it was a lot of oil that he recommended i was wondering if it it must affect the like quality of the pancake the number the, the amount of oil you're using because then it would be more like almost a deep fry or a shallow fry rather yeah i i didn't measure my oil okay so I so just, did you just coat the bottom? It was a good layer. It was kind of a shallow, a shallow deep fry. Okay. Is that what you did? Did I you? Used, I mean, I used the. I followed the recipe, and it felt uh -huh. like a lot. It felt like a lot of oil. Okay. I also don't have my skill. It's not eight inches. So if I had only used a quarter in in an eight inch, it probably also wouldn't have been fair. Because I my pan is like a twelve inch skillet. Oh, see, I used the yeah. eight inch. Yeah, I used an eight inch nonstick and a quarter cup of oil, and it was like, wow, it's a lot. Okay. Um. And you you basically fry it. You you two minutes golden brown, flip it, and then you leave it on a paper towel, mm -hmm. uh, paper towel lined plate to dry, and then uh, season with salt, and cut into wedges and. He gives you a dipping sauce that you can create and you eat it with that. Did you and make that sauce? I didn't make his sauce. <laughs> because, what did you use? Because okay. we have this Japanese ginger dressing mm -hmm. that's store-bought. It's Makoto. It just so happened Ralph's carries it. And mm -hmm. it's one of our favorite dressings. And I didn't have the uh, – I didn't have fresh ginger in my house. Mm -hmm. And so his sauce requires grated fresh ginger in it. And I think that would give it a really good flavor. But I had this ginger salad dressing. So what I did was I basically made his sauce. But then instead of where it says ginger, I put in a bunch of ginger salad dressing. Mm -hmm. So it was just basically this mixture of a soy sauce with vinegar and a little bit of sugar and this ginger salad dressing. And it was really good. Yum. Yeah. It probably has a lot of the same ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. The the sauce I made to the recipe, and it includes one of my favorite ingredients, which I think is such a delicious ingredient. It's um, black Chinese vinegar. 
Mm, I don't and, have that. Oh my God. It's so good. I had a recipe for, it's called Byung Byung noodles. Okay. And they're just like uh, hand pulled noodles. And one of the ingredients is this black vinegar. You may have had it at like Din Tai Fung. Or if you I was going to say, some. yeah. Is that the vinegar at Din Tai Fung? Because I is. really it's like the that. Vinegar on the oh, table, right? If yes. you go get dim sum, like it's not always just soy sauce on the table nope. to dip your dumplings in. It's this beautiful black vinegar that's even, in my opinion, like it's even smoother than balsamic. I think mm-hmm. it's so delicious. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this on my in the recipe, I was like, yes, I get to take out my bottle of black vinegar. Woohoo. Oh, I didn't realize that's what, how do you say it? Chinking? I don't know. <laughs> Let me look it up. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that's what it was. I have rice wine vinegar, uh, which is black too. But no, but that, that black vinegar, I didn't never, I never knew. I, I thought it was a version of a balsamic vinegar. <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> that know I was how having. I don't know how it's made. I don't know what the ingredients is, but it's such a smooth, like, it, yeah. I could eat it on everything. It's yes. so good. I agree, but oh, now I wish I had that. That so you made his sauce. I did, and was it delicious? I could drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I could. It was so tasty. I like the sauce. I think even more than the pancakes. Oh, it really? Was well, so good. You know, the pancakes. I think lacked its lacked salt. You did have to. It's a season with salt mm-hmm. cut into wedges. So I feel like I actually ended up sprinkling some maldon on our pancake on on the pancakes but mm-hmm. i think because of the amount of soy sauce and there's also soy sauce in that ginger dressing that mm-hmm. that provided uh another yeah. aspect of salt because there's exactly. no salt inside of the pancake no and if you had it without any kind of dressing or sauce you could you, you would miss it it's mm-hmm. very bland without the salt right right mm-hmm. i do think it's really meant to be eaten with a sauce for sure yeah and I mean, like, I'm getting hungry just thinking about, like, <laughs> I want to make it again because the, the, the texture, like, I felt like these were kind of thick compared to the, like, my restaurant experiences. The, mm-hmm. the pancakes tended to be thinner and a lot bigger. Mine was the size of my eight inch pan. And it was kind of like, almost like a bread in the middle, like a little bit thicker. Uh-huh. But with that sauce and like the crisp edges, it's such yeah. a like pleasurable dish, <laughs> like, it hits all the things that I want in a dish. Like it's crispy. There's and like it that is flaky. Burnt, it's flaky. There's like this burnt onion, like caramelized onion flavor. Yeah. And then like that sauce. Oh, so delicious. Yeah, we ate it for lunch. And mm. our lunch consisted of these pancakes, tofu that all I did mm-hmm. was slice, and the sauce. And that's it. That was our mm-hmm. lunch. And it was gone. Like so fast. <laughs> and then after dinner, during dessert, my youngest goes in the kitchen and I say, what are you looking for? You know, what, what else did you want for dessert? And she's like, where are those pancakes we had at lunch? And I was just like, we ate them all. And she's like, oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> They're so tasty. She wanted, uh, she wanted them for dessert. That's how good they are. <laughs> Hey, Baker's Notebook listeners, we're collecting questions for an upcoming Q&A episode at the end of our season. You can submit your questions on Twitter or Instagram at Baker's Notebook. 
email us at thebakersnotebook at gmail.com or leave us a voice message on anchor.fm slash bakersnotebook. We can't wait to hear from you. Mia, can you believe that this is the end of our 24th episode? I can't believe it. It's been so much fun. Yes, I've really enjoyed getting together with you every week during this pandemic. But now we're ready to start our summer break. But before we do, let's end our season with a special Q&A episode. Next week, we're answering all the questions you've sent us about your baking projects. Thanks for baking along with us this week. For links to the recipes and other notes, please check out our website, www.thebakersnotebook.com, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Baker's Notebook. You can leave us a voice message on our website if you'd like to be featured on the show. If you bake any of these recipes, please make sure to tag us on social media. We'd love to see what you create. Until next time, happy baking. Bye.